And we're live. Look at that. We came up with a new way of doing this. Good morning, everyone. It is Wealth Wednesday, and I am Carol Sue, aka Nani Boss, with two sisters. And a book, and good morning, everyone. My name is Janice Malolo, <laughs> excuse me, Janice Malolo, aka Wellness Diva, and we are. Wow, it's Wednesday, Wealth Wednesday, Wellness Wednesday. Carol Sue, why don't you bring us up to date? Well, let's see. Uh, as we know, you know, there's a lot of, we've been chatting about this, and, you know, we often talk about that we are authentically us, and two sisters is an authentically us. And, of course, we've been chatting a lot about what's going on in the world. We had a great, great guest yesterday. She was so inspiring with sharing her journey and you know i really felt like i could feel the vibes of the shift of the day kind of shifting and you, you know we talk about mindset we talk about you know just how we're starting our weeks and here we're in the middle of the week and you i have to say that i think our mindset for me personally is it's, it's not a shift it's a roller coaster my emotions have been all over the map like i'm sure most americans with what is going on in our world we thought, you know, good things were, we were slowly coming out of the quarantine. States were soft opening. We were seeing some liveliness. We were seeing the economy take a little bit of a shift. And then sadly, you know, it's been what, nine days, 10 days, even longer since George Floyd was horrifically murdered and what has been going on in our country. And a lot of times we frequently, we've chatted about the ripple effect of mindset, of health and wellness, of overall health and wellness. And when you're, when your being, your soul, your emotions are in that roller coaster kind of long ride, because sometimes it seems like you're on that ride for eternity, right? Well, in real life when it's occurring and you're going through those emotions, it's exhausting. It's emotional. So needless to say, I had a very bad headache and I don't, you know, I talk about with my my nutritional program, my gut health, I've been blessed that, you know, I haven't really had headaches in quite a while since I got my gut health going. So to, to have that and you and just knew it was a stress headache. So I, I had to take a break. I had to kind of rest my mind, rest my emotions. And last night I was really, because of what transpired during the day, was hoping between George Floyd's brother's words, Martin Luther King's niece's words, and what the president had said, you know, what he would do if the governors and mayors kind of didn't collectively get to get their acts together, basically what, you know, in a short way of putting it. And I thought, wow, this is such a great moment for our country. We're gonna, we're gonna shift. We're gonna take racism head on. We're gonna, you know, black leaders are gonna come together with local government. They're gonna sit around the table and George Floyd's brother's words and Martin Luther King's niece's words were, were gonna impact people. And what I found, it fell on deaf ears. It fell on deaf ears and that just, and then waking up, obviously when you see stats, I'm a, I'm a stat person, and I firmly believe if you're gonna post subjects that can be they're hard subjects and part of the problem is communication and dialogue we have to have it in this country but i always try to make sure that i'm pulling from different sources double checking because we know sadly 
a lot of things get out of contact and or it's just misinformation. So I try to get the best information I can. And this morning I was hit with all those stats of what's going on from the ripple effect of racism. And, you know, you frequently hear the term and it's an amazing term, George Floyd's brother, say his name, say his name and really denounced violence along with many other leaders, it fell on deaf ears. And I don't, I don't understand why, you know, if, if the movement truly is about, and it is for the real people that want change, that want racism to be in the forefront of what is going on with law enforcement and our country as a whole. But I firmly believe we're not born racist. We're just not, we learn it. It could be from, you know, our environment. It could be from our family. I mean, that's something that you got to kind of touch upon. I mean, and there are a lot of people that grew up with racist parents. So now they're becoming parents. How do we end the cycle? And the, and the cycle also has to include law enforcement, but it has to be done. It can't be lip service. And sometimes, and I think that was what George Floyd's brother was basically coming out and saying, like, don't let his death or I shouldn't say his death, don't let his murder just be lip service. And so I actually had a very strong post this morning on my, my personal page. And I'm a firm believer in opening up the dialogue. A lot of people wanna stay in their bubble. They wanna stay in their little circle, their little you know, happy-go, roses lifestyle and shield their kids. She, you know, no, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna stay in here. Talking about hard subjects doesn't have to be negative. Talking about tough, tough feelings doesn't have to be baiting. But if you can't come to the table, and this is literally a, a virtual table, and black leaders are not standing up, they're giving lip service, and law enforcement, they're speaking up, but they're giving lip service, it's great to take a knee, all for it. It's a gesture, it's a statement. But when are they going to come to the table? When are they going to have the meetings to say, we need real change? Literally in five minutes, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a powerful believer in numbers. In five minutes, actually it's probably three minutes, because I'm a big believer in three. I thought to myself, George Floyd Justice Act, number one. Number two, three steps, three steps to really figuring out who in your law enforcement department has issues. You just go through their files, you know, and do not accept that they've been written up, you know, 10 times, 15 times, 20 times. You have a benchmark, three times. The first time that they've been written up for brutality, for obvious racism, you put them through a psych evaluation, you make them take courses, kind of putting them on, you know, notice. They get written up the second time. Guess what? They're not fit for public. They are not fit for public. Give them a desk job. I'm not saying take their job away. I'm not saying take their livelihood away, but they need to be on the desk. And guess what? They need to repeat step one. And if step three occurs where they're going to be written up, you fire their asses. I don't know if I could figure that in three minutes why the government, local government agencies, mayors and governors and black leaders can't figure this shit out. So my mind was boggled this morning and I had to, I said my piece, 
And then I said, you know, mindset roller coaster, because that's this week is going to be like that. But I, I decided it's okay to feel this way. I'm supposed to go through these ups and downs. Because if I don't, I'm going to become complacent like a good chunk of the world. And I do not want George Floyd's murder to be just lip service. I do not want to be a part of the problem by living in my bubble world, in my Susie Homemaker lifestyle, and not get dirty, not have the discussion, but also do it in a peaceful way, in a factual way, in a real, in a way of change. Because you can't talk, just talk about it. You actually have to come to the table. So there is actually a peaceful protest on Thursday here. And I have a couple schedule conflicts, so I'm gonna see if I can switch things around. And I would like to attend. I'd like to be a part to see, you know, my, uh, just to be a part of it and to show my support. But I wanna hear what the leaders have to say. You know, if you're just gonna have a bunch of speakers there riling up the crowd, that does no good unless you actually shut off the lips, pick up a pen, pick up a paper, and sit with leaders and actually write down how are we gonna change this? How are we gonna change this? So how do I incorporate that with Wealth Wednesday? Wellness Wednesday. So I'm going to do my part with Wealth Wednesday as I always do, but I'm gonna do it a little bit differently this time. I am going to donate um, to some, some black leaders that I have seen. I don't know them personally but they are really already effectively making change because the route that they're going is really changing young black men's mindset through education, through changing the course of maybe where they're at in life right now, and maybe, maybe changing the direction of where they're gonna go in the future. That's doing something for the cause. That's looking at racism from within because racism is just not the white man's problem. It's the black man's problem. It's the yellow man's problem and women. It's all of our problem. But unless we're ready to look internally, if the black community is asking us to look internally, they gotta look internally too. All races have to look internally because that's where the change begins when we all do it together. We can't do it in segments. Can't do it in a protest. Protest is great, protest a peaceful, Protest is great, but the stats I heard this morning, and people, they are real stats, so check out my page. But So I'm, that's what I'm gonna do, my wealth for uh, my uh, wealth Wednesday, and it's my wellness Wednesday. I am going to commit to listening to some great speakers, some great black leaders, and incite myself more, get more knowledge, get more education. Boom. And Anyone that knows me, and I've said this before, <laughs> I do not like confrontation. That's just my general nature. However, I always like to educate myself. I not only listen to Fox News, I listen to the different news organizations. I do my own research. I look at my own different things. Peace begins with me. If I want change, I have to be a part of that change. What I don't like seeing is the, and, and I'm all for a peaceful protest, a gathering, and we've said this before. I 
still do not, it is very hard for me to comprehend and maybe I don't understand it all, and I don't claim to understand it all, but I still cannot understand why mayors, governors, aren't taking the necessary actions that they need to take. New York City, for instance, Mayor de Blasio, blah, I'm not, you know, and he's not even worth in my mind talking about. The other thing that occurred to me, some, sometimes in the different Facebook posts or if you're in a Facebook group, um, and what I saw a lot of yesterday is, um, I don't remember where I saw it, but it was a post about, you know, 100,000 death. It, it, it was obviously against President Trump. And by the way, right, wrong, indifferent, he is our president. He's our president. It's president. not. It's it's non-negotiable. It's that's what it is. Here's the other thing that is not negotiable. He is not allowed to hide in a bunk bunker. Look up that step, people. That is the Secret Services, under the direction of the Constitution of the United States, to protect our president. That is not up to President Trump to hide in a bunker. Okay, so let's just get that out there. I know for that for a fact, and I even checked it myself, just to make sure that I'm backing up what I'm saying. Absolutely. Peace begins with me. I wrote down some things yesterday. What, what can I do to initiate peace? What can I do to educate myself more? <laughs> and one thing that I came up with is, you know, obviously contacting local government. I live in the town of North Haven. You know, is there a conversation going on in the first selectman's office? Are they thinking about doing, you know, a round table discussion? Do they have a task force? Like, what can I do to help my community through this? Will I be a part of a peaceful demonstration? I don't know. I don't know that there's any going on. Can I start my own peaceful demonstration? Yeah, I suppose I could. That's definitely a possibility. And I just want to tell you that I actually, before you continue, is there actually are a lot of virtual peaceful protests right online. Mm -hmm. So for those that are concerned, and I totally, I mean, you have to respect that because of what we've seen. They start out peacefully and then they end chaotic. But if you're one of those ones, Jan, especially you, you know, you're, you're with daddy, he's 93 years old. You can't like, you can't, you know, you can't really just leave him and, and go to a right. protest. God knows what would happen, right. but you could partake in a virtual protest. Absolutely. That's a great idea. And then, of course, with everything going on last night in Brockton, Massachusetts, and Boston, and all over the country, you know, I thought of um, John Lennon's and Yoko Ono's song, All We Are Saying Is Give Peace a Chance. And I listened to that on YouTube. Twice, as a matter of fact. It, and and that's, a, that's a great mindset tool. 
All we are saying is give peace a chance. Be a part of the change. You know, these are trying times. These are tough times. There's, <laughs> but what we don't need is unnecessary violence. You know, I realize somebody in my age bracket, a different denomination, different color skin, did not perhaps have the same advantages that I have or should have or had when we were growing up. I understand that, but in general terms, I believe in the good of all people. I believe that we know right from wrong. What the hell is going on that we, and we all know there are good cops or bad cops. I think we can all agree on that. My niece's husband is a Massachusetts state trooper. And I'm getting really pissed off at the dumbass comments, unrelated, not fact-bound, what people are saying out there. He has a family, he has a wife, he has two small children. And if people can't get it into their god darn heads that the frickin' madness needs to stop, he also has a mother. He also has a stepdad and his father, his stepmom, and his brothers and sisters. So if you are unaffected by that, I don't know what to say, but here's what I will say. If you're gonna put comments on Facebook, you better be damn well sure you are backing them up with evidence because it is wrong. It is wrong to incite violence just because of the way you were brought up. And I'm talking the white supremacist groups that are out there, any type of group that is out there, that is wrong. And if you wanna unfriend me for my beliefs, Go ahead, I could give a rat's ass. I need to bring it down. That's okay. What I will say about, you know, ironically, you, you brought up white supremacy. And, um, you know, I've been kind of staying away from, other than doing my research, you know, when I post something, I do my research through through social media, through, through news channels, um, through Google. I mean, there's a lot of places that I get. And there's a lot of actually good news sources that are not mainstream at all. They're not on any national network or channel, they're through YouTube, they're through other things. Because I like to get a broad take on the people that we have currently are employed by different networks or whatnot. And, you know, are they really portraying the actual news? And I was really surprised that a lot of mainstream media was blaming the riots on white supremacy. And, 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 and truth be told, while there's a small, small amount, it's not white supremacy that is out there. It's Antifa. And I think people, people need to wake up to that this is more than racism. Racism is the heart and soul of, of the movement, obviously. Mm -hmm. But you have to ask yourself some questions. And then we're gonna lighten it up, guys, don't worry. You gotta ask yourself some questions. And I'm going from a political post or a political point of view, just merely on 
what that state represents from a political point of view. We all know there's red states, there's blue states, right? We, we know that. And I have to ask myself, why is all most of the trouble and the riots and kind of the local mayors and governors not really speaking out too much? And those are the same states that are having some extreme difficulties with terrorist acts within a start out protest, which was a peaceful protest that leads to terror, domestic violence and, and terrorism. And why? my question would be, why impose a curfew if you're not going to black, uh, if you're not going to back your law enforcement to actually enforce it? That, that's mind boggling to me, number one. Number two, the other piece that's mind boggling is a lack of meetings between black leaders and the local government. You don't hear anyone reporting like, hey, you know, we formed this task force, you know, do do the photo op. Now, a lot of people get annoyed by what they call photo ops. Those are there for statements. That is to show the world or your community or your state, we're taking action. So there's nothing wrong with taking a photo picture, people. We've heard a lot about that. That is how we find out, hey, are they actually having a meeting? Are they actually doing something? Are they, do they stand for something? So my question would be to these states that are seeing that while the protests start out with all good intention and they start out peaceful and then the bewitching hour comes. We know what that is, it is darkness. So for clarification, who is Antifa? Antifa is paid. Many people strongly believe, and I'm going to say his name, strongly believe that they are paid by George Soros. I do not know if that is a fact. It's a, it's a big probability based on the information that has come out. I don't know. But what a paid, and I, don't even, I can't even say that they're, they're not protesters, so let's get that out, out there. They're terrorists. They are paid. If you notice, they're wearing Nike. They're wearing Adidas. They're wearing very nice sports athletic wear, a lot of them. They're mostly in black clothing. They have earbuds, expensive ones, I might add. Uh, you Most of the time, probably 99% of them are wearing a back, plot, back. And you'll also see them with a lot of cash in hand. And why is that? Well, the reason that is is they have no skin in the game. They are they're a paid terrorist. And what they do is they go from city to city to city. They incite violence, they incite riot. How do they get the locals to kind of join in in that moment? Well, you know, when things are chaotic, people are shouting and the emotions are running, they're handing out money to your local community, black members, white members, when I say members, white community, part of the population, they're handing them money. Here, throw this brick in that window. Here, here's a 20. See if you can take this uh, take this bottle, just 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 throw it out. Just just throw it in wherever, whatever crowd you see, throw it. Except that it's, sometimes it's water, a lot of times it's not. And guess what? They don't, the crowd, whether it's law enforcement, whether it's innocent victims, they have no warning these are coming since everyone was on the high horse yesterday about the whole warning regarding the White House area, the park. 
they have no warning. So what these Antifa terrorists are doing is they're going from city to city with pockets full of money, wearing very nice clothing, not all, but most. And the other key piece that you'll find is a lot of them are not even wearing, say, the normal masks that you see people wearing for either COVID or to hide themselves. They're wearing expensive masks, like hazmat, like these big masks. They're there to incite the riot, to get the community kind of on their side. And if they're not making progress, they're paying people. And you'll notice that there are areas in different communities. They also, oh, the also huge key, key piece I found out, radios. This is not a radio. I'm using this as a radio. They are on high frequency radios that are tapping into the local enforcement agencies and they know where, hey, they're all focused on Madison Avenue. Let's go to this avenue. Hey, they're in the Boston Common. Let's go to, uh, you know, the Italian section. Hey, go to this park because we're going to go to this park. It is very calculated. It is very well thought out. And it is financed. And if people do not open their eyeballs and stop living in their little bubble worlds and protecting. You know what? If I had young children right now, and I think our parents did that, we were exposed to the news. Our parents sat down with us and told us what was going on in the world. They didn't shield us. And that's part of the problem with our society today. They want to live, they want to tiptoe through the tulips and live in, you know, rainbows and unicorns. And instead of saying and showing them, this is what's going on in our world. We don't want you growing up like this with, with, a, with, a, with a shield on and not realizing what is going on in our world. There's appropriate ways, of course, of talking to your children about the violence, of talking to your children about racism. There's an appropriate ways depending on their age level, but have the conversation. We are not born racist, but if you're not having that conversation with your family and your young children, you're part of the problem. You're part of the problem why racism doesn't get squished. You're part of the problem while that person grows up why didn't my parents tell me this is what's going on? I was, I was never exposed to this. I, I didn't know this was going on in our world. Or you have the opposite effect. You have the white supremacy groups or anyone that's a, a, you know, against government and against other color skins other than their own, breeding their children to hate. We have to tackle this battle together, guys. We have to. Yes, we definitely have to. So ooh, let's take a deep breath and I gotta show you this. I gotta show you this. So I'm obviously feeling purple today. Yeah. I went and got my nails done. Oh, pretty. Pretty purple. And I'm wearing this really pretty plum. It's called Velvet Kisses. It's from the eyelash company that I, I love the eyelashes. Uh -huh. And so I'm gonna put it out there to our audience because I always have a problem with this. And I don't know if anybody else does. I, I put on a gloss first. And then I put on, and this is, it's such a, it's such a pretty color and the cool, it looks really dark, but you can, you can darken it, you know, put it on lighter. You don't have to wear it dark. I always have a problem putting on lip gloss and then it gets smudgy in the corner. I, it, I think I'm putting too much. So if any of you have a tip on how to stop the runny corners, let me know. And I, I don't, I try not to use a lot and it goes on great and it stays on. And then as the day wears, uh, uh, 
So then I thought, well, is it my face? Maybe I'm talking too much. <laughs> Maybe I'm, well, you know. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? Well, do you have that problem? Do you have that problem? No. What I have is that it, for whatever reason, it always ends up on a tooth over here. <laughs> Speaking of which, I just want to say, and I'll have to call Jembrick later. Uh, Great Auntie is going to the Tooth Fairy next Friday. That's awesome, Jan. So excited. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, this has been a great, very informative, tough conversation. Um, A lot of our viewers will definitely, I think some will like it, some will not, and that's okay. We are okay with that. Put your comments below. Let's always be kind. Let's be courteous. And my name is Janice Malillo, AKA Wellness Diva, and I am with Two Sisters and a Book. And this is Carol Sue, AKA Nani Boss, on this Wealth Wellness Wednesday. Embrace the ride, embrace the roller coaster, get that mindset in. As Jan said, be kind, pay it forward, share you, be authentically you. <laughs>